To really understand New York sports, you gotta breathe it, live it, experience it. Whether you're watching the Grom strike out batters at City Field, or watching Randall Barrett and the Knicks at the Garden, heck, even watching KD, Kyrie, or Harden drop 50 in Brooklyn. Whether you're a Yankees fan, Rangers fan, Giants fan, Jets fan, or even an Islanders fan, there's one thing they all got in common. They represent this city, just like this podcast does. Rotten Apple Sports. Tune in. Welcome to the Rotten Apple Sports Show. This is your host, Larry, and as always, joined by my co-host, Los. We're going to bring you the same show that we had with the Eat Your Wheaties, except it's going to be more New York-focused. This week, we're going to get into some week one reactions. We're going to give our predictions for week two. Going to talk a little bit about Daniel Jones' job being on the hot seat. And Los is going to break down what he saw from Zach Wilson, what he liked, what he didn't like, and what he hopes to see moving forward. So, Los, how's it going today, bro? How's it been? It's been a long time since we recorded. It's been a very long time, but I'm very excited. With our luck, we got the Giants playing today, week two, quick turnaround. So nothing, nothing better to do but to watch the Giants play, give, have a great episode, and then enjoy and get the feedback. Yeah, I'm happy to be back, man. It's, it's good to be back. You know, our first episode under the rebrand. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun, man. So how did you feel after week one? Your, your Jets lost to... Sam Darnold, your former quarterback in the Carolina Panthers. How'd you feel? What'd you see? Well, I got a lot to say about this game. So I'm gonna break it down into, you know, little sections, little pockets here and there. First thing I'm gonna say is I was looking forward to seeing if there was a immediate difference in watching a game with Adam Gaze as the coach as to uh, Robert Sala and see if they were if they looked the same, just like just the eye test not play-wise or, or anything like that, but just that they had some life in them. And it started off really bad. It started off, and uh, the offensive line couldn't protect Zach Wilson, and it was frustrating to watch because they couldn't get anything going. With that being said, if this was last year, this was Adam under, under Adam Gase, there would be no, there would be no going into halftime and and talking it over and try to change things. You know, there'd be one set game plan. There'd be no adjustments. And it looked like in the second half, the Jets made some adjustments. Uh, Wilson started playing better. They didn't protect them as, as good as I like. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty rough to watch, but uh, they made it a game, believe it or not. Now the score ended up being 1914. The score says it was closer than I believe it was. At no point did I think the Jets were going to win. After I started watching, before the game, I thought they could steal it. But as I was watching the game, at no point did I think the Jets would come back and win this game. But I did see some things, like I said, that um, that uh, that made me think, okay, we're improving now. Now, if you allow me to, I just want to bring up some things about Zach Wilson that I liked and that I didn't like. Um, first thing I'm going to say is they didn't protect him. So that's not really on him, though. I will say there was a few sacks. He got sacked six times. That's way too much. He got, I believe it was 10 or 11 uh, hurries, way too much. He was under the rest for a lot of the game. So first game of the year on the road under the rest, 
you know, it didn't work. It didn't uh, go as planned. What I will say is he was able to get to escape and, and move out the pocket and make some plays. And I like that. That's, that's one of the, the things that caught my attention was his arm is really strong. He has a strong arm. He probably doesn't have the height that I would like, but he has the ability to get out and make a play. He reminded me a little bit of seeing early Tony Romo. Um, just from watching, he it, it, it reminded me of Romo his first couple of years with the Cowboys. Um, he did throw an interception. Uh, it was a rookie mistake. It's going to happen, and I'm fine with that if he learns from it. Young guy, just coming into the league, so much pressure on him. He's going to make mistakes. But he led them in the second half to two touchdowns. And he looked, it looked like a professional quarterback back there. Of course, we all know he's a rookie. He, like I said, he and the coaching adjust. He got used to seeing what the defense was giving him, and he made some plays. I want to know as an outsider watching, because you, like many others, have um, have the things you like about Wilson and the things you, you wouldn't like about Wilson. What do you think seeing him? I thought he played horrible, to be honest. If I'm being quite honest with you, I thought he played horrible. He There were some flashes. I'm not going to lie. There were some flashes. And to your point, like you said, the offensive line was abysmal. So it's not like he was able to stay in the pocket for too long. But at the end of the day, he's supposed to be an athletic quarterback. He's supposed to be able to move around. He showed some good flashes throwing on the run. But even when he did have protection, him standing in the pocket was some of the most inaccurate throws I've seen in a while. Wow. And, and, actually, and, they, were, and they were getting batted down at the line. It, I'm actually shocked you would say that. I mean, it's a good thing because we see we see we saw it two different ways. And I respect your opinion. I'm gonna let you keep going, but I'm shocked. I feel, I feel, I feel like he's too, I feel like I feel like he's too small. He can't he can't see over the offensive line. But when he's throwing on the run, he looks much better. For some reason, the the throws are more accurate. I'm assuming it's because he can actually see where he's throwing the ball to. But he there were a few plays where credit to him, the ball, the pass was on the money, but receivers were dropping the ball. But I'm not a if I'm a Jets fan, I'm worried about what I saw in week one. I want to tell you one thing straight out the gate. He's the same height as Russell Wilson and, and Pat Mahomes. So, and he looks smaller on TV, but he's the same height. And I am, I would, I'm more worried about the offensive line than I am of him. He played good to me in spite of his offensive line, in my opinion, from what I was watching. And yeah, some balls got batted down, but I'll tell you one thing. And I wanted to bring this up too, because, because this is important. This is the same game last year that if this was Donald playing, the Jets probably don't score. The Jets probably score three points and they get blown out. But also, but by then, Donald was already shell-shocked. But, yeah, well, that, and this is why you make the change. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not taking anything away from from them moving on to Zach Wilson. No, from, no, no. And, and what, what I'm saying is, time. It, it's tough to compare Sam Darnold in what was that year three, year after three, take yeah. after taking so many hits and dealing with so much turmoil in New York. 
it's hard to compare that to one game of Zach yeah. Wilson being in the NFL. But you don't want this to become the same thing that Zach Wilson has to deal with. And this is why the offensive line scares me. Because one game turns into one year, turns into three years. It goes, it happens very quickly if you don't fix things. And then to make matters worse, Makai Becton was originally expected to be out six to eight weeks, but he's seeking a second opinion after he suffered a knee injury week one against the Panthers. Yeah. I believe, I believe the coach confirmed that he dislocated his kneecap and yeah. there was some cartilage damage. So I'm assuming he tore something up. And his kneecap got dislocated. Well, no well, matter what the man thinks, he's gonna end up needing surgery. What 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 Coach Salah said was, if he needs surgery, he's probably gonna be out the year. I'm expecting the worst because it's the Jets. The Jets signed five free agents on the defensive, five main free agents, right? Four of the five out the year. One of them's out eight weeks. Beckton's already out, so I'm expecting the worst. This is. This is what I deal with with the Mets and the Jets and the Nets. There's always injuries and there's always bad injuries. It's never day-to-day nonsense. So I'm expecting the worst with that. And, and that's a big blow for the Jets because the offensive line just isn't good enough. And you lose Beckton, I guess it makes it worse. But um, if you want to just uh, get off Wilson for a second, I know that... Uh, I mentioned that I had a problem with the Jets going with such a young secondary, just a young team in general. They have 14 rookies that played on Sunday. Yeah, I think I, I believe it was seven rookies on both sides of the ball. Yeah, they had seven on rookies offense. on offense, seven yeah, on defense. Seven on defense. So that's, that's, that's a very young team, man. And if, if there's one thing I've seen, if I could just go to another game real quick, just to show what I'm talking about, the Texans are a bad team. They're expected to be a bad team, but they're a team full of veterans and professionals. And in week one, they came to play. And it's it's tough for rookies, especially when you have that many, to get them all to play well. And over the long haul, you know, we all know this is a rebuild the season, but it, it, it's just tough with, with that many young guys. But I brought up the secondary because I think they played okay. And I'm going to be honest, part of it is that Sam Donald's not one of them quarterbacks that I would expect expect to slice them up and down. But um, if you go by uh, pro football focus, uh, the secondary got some pretty good grades, and I was surprised with that. And like I said, Sam Darnold really didn't attack them like that, so it's hard to judge. But for, for what I expected, they, they did better than I expected. And um, Davis uh, came in to be the number one wide receiver. He, he had a hell of a game. So now this upcoming week, they're playing against the Patriots. And right now they had about five and a half point underdog. Yep. They're at home. Yes. DraftKings doesn't even have any props up for Zach Wilson. The only QB props they have is for Mac Jones. I'm, that's how bad they expect Zach Wilson to be. How do you expect him to play against the Patriots? The Patriots just got beat up on by the Dolphins. You know, Bill Belichick is going to make the necessary adjustments. And he's already a guy that adjusts from week to week based upon the matchup. Do you think Zach Wilson plays better or worse? What do you expect to see? What do you hope to see? I think he plays about the same. I think if you look at over Bill Belichick's career, he destroys rookies. He confuses them. 
the fact that um, I think he'll get a little bit of boost. The Jets, as a, as a team, would probably get boost from the crowd. But um, I expect the Patriots to throw exotic schemes at him. I expect them to try to confuse him. And I expect them to keep attacking and attack often. Um, if he plays like he played the first game, I think that'll be okay because I'm not expecting too much against the Patriots week two against Belichick coming off a loss. Um, okay, so if you look at if you look at week one, if I'm looking at my notes correctly, he was 20 or 37 for 258 yards, uh, interceptions, and two and two touchdowns. Now I know there's more to the game than just. He also stats. had a fumble. Oh, I I don't I don't remember. Probably I didn't see that part. But um, my point is, if he keeps them in the game, like he did last game, keep it close. I don't expect the Jets to win this game. I actually um, I know we like to do the predictions and stuff. I have I have the Patriots winning this game, twenty seven seventeen. He probably throws an interception or two. He throws a touchdown or two. I just, I'm not expecting that much. You think the Jets score 17 points this week? Do yeah, you, I do. Are you that confident against the Patriots because of how they played against Miami? Or no, uh, do you have that much faith in Robert Sala and Zach Wilson? I mean, it's the NFL. It's If you can't score 16, 17 points a week, you know, then you're terrible. And even bad teams score two touchdowns. 17 points is two touchdowns, a field goal here and there, you know? They, they barely scored two touchdowns last week. Yeah, well, they scored 17, 16 last week. I'm saying 17 this week at home. A they little bit of energy. Okay. Yeah, they, uh, they lost. What were they lost? 19-14? 19-15 last week? Okay, they scored 14 points. So Something I'm saying like that. They, they scored 17 points. At home, I would expect them to put up at least 17 points. And, and I'm giving you the fact that they're probably going to lose by double digits. I, I have, like I said, I have them losing by 10. But if you can't score 16, 17 points, then we got a problem. Then it's going to be a longer year than I assumed. I mean, it's going to be a long year for, for all of New York after. Yeah, but, but there's different type of long years, you know. If this is a young long year with growth, then I'm fine with it. There's been years that just won two, three games, and you knew that it didn't matter. They weren't growing anything. They were just gonna be a bad team the next year anyway. If if you tell me that they win four or five games, I have them winning five, by the way. If you tell me they win five games, but Elijah Moore develops, uh, Wilson develops, and uh, Vera Tucker, guys like that, and the guys in the secondary develop. And then you can add in draft picks and all this other stuff and start being a more competitive team a year, two from now, then that's okay. Now, if it's a total, then okay, put it this way. Um, Zach Wilson plays, he gets hurt. They win one or two games. Then this year was a total waste because he didn't play. You didn't learn anything. To me, there's differences between a waste year and just a year where you're just not that good and, you know, you're not expected to win, but but you're growing with a new coach, first time play caller. I, I think they're in the same situation that the Giants, I would say, were last year. And the Giants with Joe okay, Judge, okay. what they okay. won, seven games? I'm not and I'm not even expecting uh, the Jets to win that many games. I just want to see growth. 
I want to say we won five games, maybe seven. Okay. But it's all about growth for me. Like, the number at the end of the day doesn't matter wins. It's how you play. You left last season knowing Joe Judge is a good coach. He's your coach for the future. You might have not left knowing about Daniel Jones, but you know about your coach. I want to know about my coach and about some of my players. You know, I was high on Elijah Moore going into the draft, coming into the season. Huge Moore fan. He had a very disappointing season opener. Yes. He do, dropped a 50-yard pass. Do he, you expect him to bounce back against the Patriots? Or I do. do you expect him to struggle again? No, no, I do. But within reason, I don't expect him to go out there and score two, three touchdowns. I expect him to get open, catch some passes, make life a little easier for Wilson. You're right. He was really bad. He was disappointing. And the fan in me, the homer in me, would like to say he didn't play. He got hurt in uh, preseason and he didn't play any games. So maybe he, maybe it was some of the jitters or whatever. I was high on him coming in. Talking with you made me even higher on him. So, no, I'm not going to say that, you know, he's not going to do anything uh, this week. Plus, if, if we're being honest, I, I expect Bill and the Patriots to rely uh, to focus heavily on on Davis. So if they're gonna try to take Davis out, somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to help. Somebody's got to catch passes. And Elijah Moore would be the guy. I would think they try to get into the space, throw some screen passes to him, throw some screen passes to the running back. Just you know, try to try to gain little chunk yards here and there. Dinkin and Duncan is okay too for the Jets. I know the Patriots did it all the last week and um, they didn't score any touchdowns. But my when I when when I look at this game, I expect the Patriots to also do that with the dig and dunk game. The the difference between the Jets and the Dolphins is the Dolphins didn't allow them to score touchdowns. They held them to field goals for the most part. The Jets have to do that if they want to have any chance of keeping it close or or, or anything like that. No, I'm glad you brought up Corey Davis, because Corey Davis probably had one of the best games of his career. He only had five receptions, but he had five catches on seven targets, 97 yards, and two touchdowns. So he had a hell of a game. And then, like I said, Elijah Moore, very disappointing. Only one catch for negative three yards on four targets. The Jets definitely got to get people more involved. Uh, what's the situation with Crowder? Is he is he done for the season? Once he expected no, no, actually Crowder got cleared today off the COVID uh, list, so he's expected to play Sunday, and he's gonna help because he's one of those uh, slot receivers that you try to give him five yard pass, try to get him in space, and he's he's he'll be like a security blanket for for Wilson, and I don't think he is somebody that you'll be like okay. He's a difference maker to, to that big effect. But when you got a young quarterback and and I also want to bring up LaFleur, he also, this was his first game play calling. So he said he had to be better also. And, and that's part of it. If, if they're going to take away Davis, then you got to get more involved. You have to get Crowder involved. I'm, I'm an upset Jet fan. Um, just on a side point, because Mims only saw the field one for one play. And I guess he's in the doghouse because he got guys like Braxton Berrios and Vincent Smith playing ahead of him. So he 
whatever he has to do to get on the field and get the coaches, um, the f- coaches' faith in him, he's got to do that because I'm very high on him. And the other guys are going to have to do more this week for the Jets to have a chance. The Keenan Coles, the, the Crowders, the Moors of the, more, of, the, of the world. They're going to have to do a much better job establishing the run game as well. There was no run game. It was that's what I'm saying. It was a disaster. And I know you were watching because I saw you tweeting. And with every tweet, I just looked at my phone and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even looking at this guy's tweets because he's pissing me off right now. Because I was just speaking facts. No, well, you were just speaking your mind, but still. Speaking of the Jets had 17 rushes for 45 45 45 yards. Yes. That's yes. horrible. And then you look at the other side at a at a running back god on the field, McCaffrey, who just he was unstoppable. They couldn't stop him. Yo, there's no reason why a rookie quarterback playing in his first ever game has to throw the ball 37 times. You don't that you, that's not a recipe for success. It's yeah. not. It's not. And it's because they couldn't run the ball. They, they tried, but they just couldn't, and they couldn't protect them. There's there's the best – my favorite throw that he made was a, a play to Mims in which as soon as he got rid of the ball, he got hit from the blind side, and I thought he wasn't going to get up. And it's not good to have that feeling in the first game where it's like they're going to get this guy killed because they can't protect him. They got to do a better job. I don't know if it's a coaching thing or the players are not good enough. Whatever it is, they got to figure it out because that's game one of 17, and you don't want them taking the shots he took. Period. That's it. You, it, can't, it can't happen. It can't go that way. If not, he's not going to make it the year. No, another quarterback. Let's, let's move on from the Jets. Another quarter, Another quarterback that struggled in New York on Sunday, Daniel Jones. You know, he made a few errant throws. For the most part, he was on point, but the fumble, another fumble. He didn't throw any interceptions, thankfully, but the fumbles are too much. It's like every game he's guaranteed at least one fumble, it feels like. And it gets more and more frustrating watching him play because I know a lot of people feel like he's a horrible quarterback. I don't think he's garbage. I think that he has what it takes to make it in the NFL. I don't think he'll ever be a star quarterback. He, um, I feel like he can maybe be more of like a, a Alex Smith kind of quarterback, more of a game manager, maybe even win you a Super Bowl, will help you win a Super Bowl if you have an elite defense. But Watching that game and then how boring and predictable the Giants' offense was, and then once again, no rushing game. There was, look, the Jets had, what, 17 rushes for 45 yards. The Giants had 20 rushes for 60 yards, and 27 of those yards was Daniel Jones. It's freaking sad. Now, Daniel Jones, 22 for 37. 267 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, but he did have the fumble. Sterling Shepard had an amazing game, 113 yards and an interception. I expected the Giants to lose. I I told everyone the Giants will lose this game. 
it was just a matter of by how much. I didn't expect them to lose by two touchdowns, if I'm being honest. I really didn't. But I bet on the Broncos to win the game, and I bet on the under at 40 and a half. They finished at 40, so I got that. Saquon, I'm not sure if he's going to play tonight. You know, the Giants are set to kick off against the Redskins in about 15, 20 minutes for Thursday night football. I'm not sure if Saquon plays tonight, but even if he does, it'll be a lot of like what it was last week, maybe with a slightly larger workload. But Saquon, even if he plays tonight, is going to be as if he's not there. The I expect the run game to once again be non-existent tonight, especially against that front seven of the Washington football team. They have a really, really great defense. The Giants somehow always find a way to score against the Redskins. Um, I mean, the football team. They they beat them both games last year. Uh, They lost Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going to be out six to eight weeks. So they got that Tyler Heineke guy. Uh, um, I expect the Giants to lose, but I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they pull out an upset. They're on the road, but they're only three-and-a-half-point underdogs. What do you think about this game? Do you think the Giants have a chance, or am I just being biased? No, you're not just being biased. Um, uh, let's think about it. Daniel Jones is 4-0 against the Washington football team in his career. I saw somewhere that against everybody else, I believe he's 4-18. Uh, don't quote me on that 100%. But the bottom line is he's never lost against them. Uh, Fitzpatrick isn't playing. The one thing that will worry me if, if I'm the Giants is dealing with the defensive line of the Washington uh, football team. Now, I don't know if you saw it earlier, but the, the Giants made a change. The Giants made a change to the offensive line, and they're going to have Billy Price starting at center. They picked him up towards the end of the, uh, of the offseason, preseason, whatever you want to call it. And so, so maybe, that, maybe that helps. At this point, they need to try anything. Um, I think my prediction is that the Washington football team does win this game, but I definitely would not be shocked if the Giants win. I'm only not picking the Giants because for some reason, I'm going to go with the fact that the Giants have started 0-2 like the last two or three seasons. So I'm going with the football team. I would not be shocked if the Giants win. I just want to say, we were talking about last week's game, and last week I expected the Giants to win. I didn't expect them to win by a lot, but I expected them to win. And as I'm watching the game, I wrote down lack of creativity from the offense because that's the thing that came out in my mind. They talk about how they were going to be different this year, right, under, under Garrett. And it, it looked more of the same to me. And I don't know if that's because the offensive line was having problems against the Broncos defensive line, or is it just because Barkley is not 100% back and he slowed down? But Kenny Galladay, it feels like they didn't throw him the ball for about an hour and a half real time. Not football time, but it, it seemed like they didn't start to feed him the ball till it was too late, so they were down almost 20 points. He only so, has six targets on the entire game. Yeah, and it seemed like from the first to the third quarter, he may have like two or three. Again, I'm just going by what it seemed like watching. I don't know if that's 
how it was. It just felt that way. They weren't trying to pass him the ball. He should have and at least 10, 11 targets. Of course. Every especially, game. Especially with the, um, when you look at the giant offense in a hole with no Ingram and, and Barkley's not 100% back. I, I give him credit for playing. You know, he, he's, he's clearly not back. Yeah, and then that's another thing with, with Galladay as well. I'm trying to give them some form of benefit of the doubt in that aspect because Galladay didn't practice, wasn't on the field yes. much. Yes. He only practiced that week leading up to week one, recovering from a hamstring injury, something he's dealt with many times throughout his young career. So I'm hoping that the targets are going to ramp up this week, even though it's a short week. The hamstring is tricky. I'm hoping that they ramp up the targets. He still has 64 yards on four catches, but he should be getting double-digit targets every game, especially when there's no run game. There's no reason why he he had one more target than Kyle Rudolph. That's unacceptable. That's unacceptable. But um, sorry for cutting you off. Another thing is I ex- I expect the giant defense to be way better than they were week one. Like they're a good defense. And I think giving a 420 yards to the Broncos, that's a shocker to me. That's a lot of yards. Yeah. And, and with the ability. The defense wasn't good, but it wasn't as bad as it looks on paper. Melvin Gordon had that 70-yard rush. He broke out for that 70-yard rush. Broken tackle, uh, missed coverage. There was a poor positioning on the outside. Nobody sealed off the outside edge. Melvin Gordon, without that 70-yard rush, we're talking about 350 total yards. We're talking slightly over 100 um, 100 total rushing yards. And that's with two, three running backs and Teddy Bridgewater running the ball. So you take away that one big play and it doesn't look as bad. You're right. You're right. It does slant the numbers. Like, you can't go back in time. You can't take that away. The secondary has to be better. Jerry Judy, six catches, 72 yards. Noah Fant, six catches, 62 yards. Teddy Bridgewater threw for 264 yards, two touchdowns. There was no interceptions, but, you know, the Giants got a couple fumbles. They forced a couple fumbles. I think it was – I believe they forced one fumble and they recovered it. I originally said a couple. I I believe it was one. There was almost a couple intercepted balls. They got to clean some things up. Every week there's going to be things that they need to clean up, that they need to get better at. This week is no different. And I'm hoping that they they play better. I expect them to play better better yet. Is there a a mismatch or a spot that you think the Giants should attack against the football team tonight? If if it was if it was you, would you try to attack the secondary and take chances, or or is there anything you're looking for them to do differently? Um, I would say try to attack the secondary. Uh, um, up the middle of the field, if you could create some misdirection and get some passes down the scene and take advantage of their aggressiveness and their, and their ability to get after the quarterback and bring pressure up the middle, get some screen passes going on the outside. I think I think the game plan should be a lot of quick hitters and mixing some 
some deep balls. When you see the opportunity, you got to take the chance. Mix in some, you know, go with the quick hitters. Uh, what what'd you call it earlier? Dink and dunk? Dink and dunk, yeah, some dink and dunk. You know, I call it I call it being a check down king. You know, get get those short passes, those quick short passes. Open up, get the defense to play honest. Open up that back um that backfield on the defense because the running game is going to be non-existent. Even if Saquon is healthy, you can't expect the running game to do but so much because of how good this Washington front seven is, in particular their D line. So. It, it, you're going to have to win by passing the ball and you're going to have to take chances downfield. Looks like they're about to tip off in a few minutes. What I, I would like to say is we mentioned how Moore struggled week one. Did you like what you saw from Kadarius Tony? Um, I don't know his exact snap count, but he didn't play much in the first game. And, and it was weird because they kept talking about how he was expected to have a significant exactly. role. I yeah. thought he would have at least been the kick returner, but if I'm not mistaken, they had um, they had Jabril Peppers out there doing punt returns, which which messed me up a little bit. Not that he's a bad returner; he did it a lot when he was um younger and when he was in Cleveland. But I was really surprised by the lack of a role that Kadarius Tony had. But at the same time, I didn't want him to play a large role. So I guess they were just blowing, they were just blowing smoke in the wind and trying to um create some misconceptions out there, distract the team, have them thinking one way go another, because I'm looking it up now and it looks like Kadarius Tony only played five total snaps. While Sterling Shepard and Kenny Galladay both played over 50 snaps. Darius Slayton had 43 snaps. CJ Board had six snaps. So four wide receivers play, played more snaps than Kadarius Tony. I expect something similar. Maybe, maybe he usurped CJ Board with the with the six snaps because you know they, there's not too many times where you see the Giants go four wide. They they play three wide a lot, two wide with a with a tight end, maybe two tight ends. But I don't think Kadarius Tony gets much exposure this game either, which is a good thing though. Let him learn. He's a gadget player. I don't think he's ready to take on a significant role. I don't expect to see him play a significant role within the offense. At least maybe he gets a significant role with the special teams sooner than later, but I don't expect him to have a huge role within the offense until someone like Sterling Shepard is out, which is inevitable because it happens every year. Got any prediction for us? Giants lose, I would say, 17-14. Okay. I have uh, Washington football team 22-18. 22-18? I don't like that. I don't like that. That's too many points being scored on a Thursday. <laughs> well, it's a big game because I know it's early in the year, but whoever loses is already 0-2. So you don't want to start the season 0-2, especially, you know, the Giants, like I said, it seems like the last few years, at least, they've been starting with bad records, and you know you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to start from behind again. It just takes a lot of work to to come back. I know for me this week, I, I'm hoping and I'm expecting and waiting to see Daniel Jones play much better than he did week one. I'm I'm hoping for a huge game from Kenny Galladay this week, 
Who besides Zach Wilson? Because he's the obvious choice for you as a Jets fan. Who besides Zach Wilson do you expect to um, bounce back or play much better? Or do you want to play much better? I know we talked about a little bit about Elijah Moore a little while ago. Is there anybody else that you hope plays well against the Patriots? Well, I'm happy you said Elijah Moore because he's always going to be number one for me because, like what I said, they're going to take out Corey Davis. But I'm just going to say the running backs as a unit, you have to run the ball better. If you, if you don't run the ball, you're not going to have a chance. You can't be one-dimensional against the Patriots. and It's impossible. So I'm going to go with the running back unit as a whole. I don't care who it is. They have three of them. They might, they might even dress four. You got to get it going. Somehow, some way, you got, you got to start running the ball better. I, I know it's probably like a simple answer, but it's the truth. You got it. You got to run the ball better. What they did last week was embarrassing. And New York sports is down bad right now. The the Yankees are probably going to miss the playoffs. It's more likely than not that the Mets are going to miss the playoffs. It's pretty freaking obvious that the Giants and the Jets are going to miss the playoffs. I'll never root for the Buffalo Bills, even though they're technically a part of New York. They They will most likely make the playoffs, but they'll probably get eliminated in the first round. New York sports is down bad right now. We need something to to hope for and to look forward to. I hope Zach Wilson works out for you guys. I hope Elijah Moore works out even better for you guys. I know this Giants game just started, so we're about to wrap this up in a minute. I just want to say before we go, your boy Aziz already has two sacks on the season. He just got one a couple minutes ago, so I know you were very high on him, so that's that's a... That's something to look Aziz forward to. Aziz Ojulari, NFC Defensive Rookie of the Year. Or is it just NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year? Either way. NFL. It's NFL. Either way, he's coming for the title. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Mark my words. Aziz Ojulari, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Let me turn this game on before I miss any other big moments. It's time to watch this game. Um, let's, let's go Giants. Let's see if they win. We're not expecting them to, but... It'd be good to be surprised on a Thursday night. You'll be surprised. I expect them to lose, but I wouldn't be surprised if they win. Like I said, they always find a way to score points against the Washington football team somehow. I don't expect today to be any different. I don't expect them to score a lot, but don't be surprised if they pull out an upset. Let's see if they go to 5-0 against... Let's see if Jones goes to 5-0 against the football team.